You are listening to the Ibn Abi Umar podcast. This is your host, Umar Osman. واشهد ان محمد عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان استك الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار وقتل داوود جالوت ديفيد كيلد غولايث This is a story that comes in the Quran and is a story told by other faiths it is a story popular in our culture that David killed Goliath that the underdog is able to overcome all odds and all obstacles and somehow defeat the greater force and this is the lesson that we often take from it but yet many times we feel that it doesn't work that we're pounding against that door of opportunity that we're trying and trying and trying and yet we can't overcome those obstacles we're motivated we're inspired by that story but it doesn't seem like we're quite getting there and that is because the lesson of the story of david and goliath is not a lesson of the underdog overcoming all odds as we often assume but is a much different lesson that we take from the story and it requires understanding why is it that Dawood alayhi salam was on the battlefield on that day why is it that the smaller army was facing a bigger army why didn't they have more people what were the circumstances that led to that event of Dawood having to fight Jalut and so we rewind back and we we find the story in the Quran in surah al-baqarah where after the time of Musa alayhi salam We know that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Bani Israil with many many prophets. And so after the time of Musa alayhi salam, some of Bani Israil they had begun to stray. They had diverted a bit from the straight path. And one of the consequences of this diversion was that they began to encounter losses on the battlefield. And so neighboring tribes, their enemies, they started to gain victory over Bani Israil. so much so that one of the prized possessions of Bani Israil was something called the tabut this wooden chest that was a relic from the time of Musa alayhi salam that they would take with them as a source of blessing and baraka the enemies had even taken that and so Bani Israil have in this frustrated state right having encountered these losses they came to their prophet qalu li nabiyillahu mubath lana malikan nuqatil fi sabilillah And they made a request of their prophet. They said, "Give us a king so that we can go and fight for the sake of Allah." And their prophet 
knowing obviously his people, knowing his community. He said, but what if your wish was granted, right? Be careful what you wish for. What if you were given this? What if this request was answered and now fighting was ordained upon you? You're saying, give us the king so we can go fight. But what if the command was given to fight and then you didn't follow through? That when it came time, you didn't take action. And they said, no. How could we not fight when we've been driven out from our homes? We've been driven away from our children. Right? We've, we've reached our breaking point. We're motivated. We're inspired. We're ready. We want to do this. Right? All the elements are there. فَلَمَّا كُتِبَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْكِتَالُ تَوَلَّوْا إِلَّا قَلِيلًا مِّنْهُمْ But then when the, Friday, when the fighting was prescribed upon them, they turned away except a few. So they came, they said, we're inspired, we're motivated, we're ready to go. Make this request for us. And then they were given the request, they were given the command to go and fight. And then they turned away. And we learn here a very, very profound lesson, which is, Many times, we sit waiting to be inspired, waiting to be motivated, waiting to feel the right way so that we can go and take action. And here we find an example of a people that were inspired and they were motivated and they were ready to take action, but then when the time came, they didn't follow through. And we all experience this. Ramadan is coming up. And in Ramadan, we know that this happens. We feel our faith surge. We feel that iman rushing. We feel the inspiration. We feel the motivation. And we convince ourselves, having felt that surge in Ramadan, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read more Quran. I'm going to memorize more Quran. I'm going to pray at night. I'm going to donate more. I'm going to take on this charity. I'm going to do all these things. We have all these noble goals and intentions. But then the follow through, we fall short. Something happens there. And so... For a lot of people, what they do, their response to this is that they then go seeking that inspiration and motivation somewhere else. And they keep jumping from one thing to another, one thing to another. And so this is what the entire, you could say like self-help industry is predicated on, that people are constantly seeking this magic bullet that is going to somehow change my behavior. The right podcast or the right book or the right... Islamic lecture or the right this or the right that is going to somehow give me the juice that I need to go and do the thing that I know I'm supposed to be doing. But that's not the case. Because sometimes even when we're motivated, we don't act. And so instead what we learn is that there has to be a deeper purpose behind our actions. See, Bani Israel, they gave lip service. They said, we want to do this. So then when the command was given, they didn't do it. They didn't act. They said that they wanted it, but they couldn't follow through. But the action comes when someone is committed, when someone has a sense of sacrifice, when someone has a much deeper sense of purpose. And so when we look at the Qur'an and the way that the Qur'an teaches us, it instills a deep sense of purpose. وَمَا خَلَقُتُ الْجِنَّةِ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That you have not been created. There, the, the purpose of life is to worship Allah. And that purpose is driven home by reminder after reminder after reminder that the life that you live, you will be accountable. And you will have to answer on the day of judgment. And there will be consequences in the hereafter. 
And it drives purpose. When it's time to wake up in the morning for Fajr and it's 6 a.m. and it's 30 degrees outside. We don't, maybe some of us do it, inshallah, but we often don't wake up inspired and motivated and happy. It's a struggle. It's difficult. And that's why it's called struggling against your soul. Because it's hard. Because it is challenging. And because you're not going to be motivated, and you're not going to be inspired all the time to do the thing that you want to do. But when someone is purposeful, when someone has that deeper connection, then they're able to overcome and they're able to act in spite of their desire not to. And that's what makes someone successful. And so the story continues. إِنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ بَعَثَ لَكُمْ طَالُوتَ malika. Okay, you wanted someone to be on t- uh, above you. Now the Prophet tells him that Allah has appointed Talut. Allah has appointed Talut as your king. Talu. Anna yakunu lahul mulku mulku alayna wa nahnu ahakku bil mulki min wa lam yu'ta sa'atan min al-mal. So now, Talut tells him that Allah has appointed over you Talut as your king. And they said, now look at the response, right? The group they come, they said, we want someone to lead us in the battle against the people that have been defeating us. The Prophet tells them, Allah has appointed Talut. And they say, how can he rule over us when we are more worthy of it than him? How is he going to lead us when we deserve to be the leaders and not him? And indeed, he has not been given any measure of wealth. He's not even rich. He's not of the elite. He hasn't reached the levels that we have reached. And the Prophet said that indeed Allah has chosen him over you and he has increased him abundantly in knowledge and stature. The two things that you need to defeat your enemy, the knowledge and the strength, he's been given it and he has been appointed. And yet, they couldn't accept it. And this is at the root of what we see in a lot of our communities. We get very caught up who's in charge, who's leading. Why is that person leading? Why isn't this person leading? How come that person was in charge? How come that person is over us? Why does that person get to make the decisions? And then we have our calculus as to why we reject that person. They're not from the same ethnicity. They don't speak the same language, not from the same country. They're not of the same social status. They haven't made as much money as I've made. And so therefore, how can I possibly listen to that person? That was the rationale of Bani Israel. And Talut, he was from a different tribe. He wasn't from the same tribe. And he was someone that was more of a, what we might term a blue-collar type. Which, even in our society, we look down upon. Right? The uneducated, manual laborer. And we demean people in that way. And so someone says, how can that person possibly lead me? Because if that person was qualified, they would be as successful as I am. Right, they'd also be rich. They'd also, if they knew what they were doing, if they were really good, how come they're not successful in this life? And that's the way that they assessed. And that's the paradigm by which they rejected his leadership. <laughs> now here's something very interesting. The Prophet told them, that one of the signs, because there was maybe a hint that they're not going to accept this. The Prophet said that one of the signs is that that wooden box, that tabut, that the enemies had taken away, 
Allah is going to bring that tabut to the doorstep of talut. To his doorstep as a sign to you that he is the one that has been chosen by Allah to lead you. And yet they still reject it. So we had this group that was overtaken by their enemies. They're motivated, they want to fight. The commandment is given to fight, many of them turn away. So this large group gets smaller. Now this group that agreed to fight, they're told Talut is going to be your leader. Then from them, many of them said, we don't accept. We can't be led by someone that doesn't look like me, talk like me, think like me, and rich like me. I can't follow. Right? So the group gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So now there's a group left that goes out with Talut. فَلَمَّا فَسَلَ طَالُوتُ بِالْجُنُودِ قَالَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مُبَدَلِيَكُمْ بِالنَّهَرِ Talut was sent forth with the soldiers. And he said, indeed, Allah will be testing you with a river. So another test is coming. We've, now, this group they've set out. Right? They, this, you know, these are the, the cream of the crop that's left. Now they're going on the expedition to go and fight. Life and death. And now on the way, Talut tells them that you're going to be tested with a river. Whoever is able to resist drinking from this river is from me and will accompany me. But whoever gives in and drinks from it, except maybe like a little bit, but you indulge and you drink, you are not from me and you need to go. Now, this is very peculiar. I'm not you, sure ha- I understand. you have this, you have this, expedition going, right, for a major event. The type of event that we would say all bets are off. If there's ever a time to make an exception, this is the time that you make an exception because you need as many people as possible to face this large army. And now they're being told that if you drink from the river, you can't go. And you don't drink from the river, you get to go. What what difference does that make in the battle that we're about to have? And then again, we learn this very deep lesson, which is that it's not about what you can offer. You know, we all think that we have a lot to offer. We all bring a lot to the table. It's not about what you think that you can offer. But it's, can your iman, can your faith be trusted with the little things? Can your iman be trusted with the details? Because if your iman can't pass this small test, we can't trust you on the battlefield. We can't trust you when the stakes are higher. If you can't take care of things when the stakes are low, when the cost of failure is low, when there's not much risk, if you can't be trusted, then how can you possibly be trusted with something much bigger? And so then for us, we look. Our lesson is that the things that we often trivialize, oh, it's not a big deal. Go to the bathroom with your right foot first, left foot first. I would be like, who cares? Eat with your right hand, big like we trivialize a lot of little things. We trivialize a lot of little things. And this is why the companions used to say that when you sin, they said, Don't get caught up in whether your sin was major or minor or what the punishment is or the punishment is not, and how you know all of this. They said, think instead about the the magnificence of the one that you are sinning against. Because that drives purpose. That doesn't drive self-rationalization. Purpose means that it doesn't matter how big or small the sin is, I understand the severity of it because of whom I sinned against. And so we're being taught 
It's, it's a holistic picture. You have to take care of the little things. The things that you trivialize and that you overlook, they're very important. Because they speak to how you'll handle things when things are big. So now this group again, it gets even smaller. Some people, they drink from the river and they go away. So now this force is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And now they go forth. And they cross. And now they see this army. Giants. Right? There's a giant people, not just large in, in number, but phys- in physical stature, these were giants. Intimidating. Strikes fear in your heart. Some of the people, when they crossed, they looked and they said that there is no power for us today against Goliath and his soldiers. When they came to the moment, in the heat of the moment, they looked and they said, there's no way. There's no way we can win. And so then an even smaller group goes forth. And they said, how many times is a small group overcome the larger group, right? Now we're talking about the underdog overcoming the larger force. But it required this, this process. وَلَمَّا بَرَزُوا لِجَالُوتَ وَجُنُودِي قَالُوا رَبَّنَا أَفْرِقْ عَلَيْنَا سَبْرًا وَثَبِّتْ أَقْدَامَنَا وَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ Then when those finally crossed, right, those that were obedient to Allah, those that accepted Allah's command, even when it went against, against their natural inclination, those who even with the smallest test, they could pass the smallest test, those who were now faced with the heat of the moment, looking at the enemy in the battle, at that moment their faith did not waver in Allah. Now this group goes forward, and now this group supplicates, and they say, Our Lord, pour upon us patience. And it's literally like, if you look at the words, it's literally like, dump, like overflow us with patience, like dump patience upon us. And plant our feet firmly. And give us victory over the disbelieving people. Now look at even the dua that they make. The dua is not just that, just give us victory. But it's give us the patience and plant our feet firmly because even though we've gone through all of this up to this point, and we have yaqeen, we have this certainty that we'll be victorious, that Allah can make us victorious. The task is not going to be easy. The task is still going to be difficult. And so they're saying, Oh, our Lord, give us the patience. Give us the ability to persevere through the difficulty of accomplishing this task. Because it's going to be hard. Because it is a bigger enemy. Because they are larger in stature. Because they are stronger. Because of all of these things. May plant our feet firmly. Give us the ability to do the work. Give us the patience to see that work all the way through. And that then is where they reach the battlefield. So continuing the story is now we come to the point that is the famous part, right? That we all know. 
that Dawood David takes the slingshot and with it kills Goliath by the permission of Allah. But the point here now being that Dawood and by the way, he wasn't a prophet at this time, it was after this event that he became a prophet. It was after this that he was given kingship and all of those things. But he went through this process of what we might say spiritual development, right? Learning these lessons. Someone that's able to persevere through all of these different tests. And then when he gets to that point, then that help of Allah comes. The victory of Allah comes. For us, a lot of times we, we want the end product, but we neglect or we overlook all those steps that come behind it. We overlook all the steps that come behind it. The faith and the yaqeen that we have to have. The action and the effort that we have to put forward. You know, all of these things, the little details, the small sins that we avoid, the small good deeds that we try to do, all of these add up into our ability to be victorious, to gain that victory in the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one very interesting thing, one, one final point, is that some scholars actually commented, and this is very, it's obviously not a coincidence, but they said that the number of the people in the army of Dawood on that day was the same as the number of the people in the Battle of Badr. Is the same as the number of people in the Battle of Badr. Which we know for us, near and dear to our heart, is the story of when that small group overcame the much larger force. But it was done with that purpose, with that yaqeen, with that strong faith in Allah, with the actions that go in line with that faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that led to them getting that victory. إن اللهم لك تيسلون على النبي يا الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وكذا بالنار اللهم صل السلام والمسلمين في كل مكان وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبيقام الصلاة. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe in Apple Podcasts or Google Play or whatever podcast player you use. And please rate and review the podcast. As always, if you share it with a friend that's much appreciated, you can check the show notes for all the details and links. See you in the next episode.